Welcome to the Business Balance Podcast. I'm Emma Langton, Mindset Coach and Hypnotherapist, and each week I'm bringing you conversations and coaching about getting the balance in business. We'll be talking mindset, strategy, boundaries, balance, and a whole lot more, so you can create a brilliant business life and still enjoy time off. You can find me at www.emmalangton.com, where you can join my newsletter, Or you can book a call with me so that we can have a chat about how to get this coaching to work for you in a really personalised way. You can find all the details of how to contact me in the show notes. Today I want to talk to you about making sure that coaching works. What can we do to ensure that it works really well for us? So over my years of coaching, I've noticed the same question cropping up here and there. You know, what if coaching doesn't work? Understandably, it's important for my clients and prospective clients to know that the coaching process works. But is there something special, something specific that you can do as part of this process to make sure that coaching works? Because it's not just about the coach. And the reality is that sometimes coaching doesn't work. So I'm going to talk to you today about some of the steps that you can take to ensure that coaching works really well for you when you engage in this process. And it also includes some of the steps you can take when you're looking for a coach before you even get started. You know, I've had some great coaching over the years and I've also had one encounter that really didn't pan out as I expected. And when that happened, I was um, pretty upset. I was kind of quite confused as well. Um, And even when I challenged it, I didn't get the response that I thought I would get. So it took some time for me to regroup and recover from that experience and then eventually be able to see what it was that I could learn from it. I'm always on the lookout at what I can learn from things. But sometimes we can feel a little bit wounded from things. And for some people... They can sort of feel that wound and then never enter into another arrangement or agreement again. But for me, I took some time and then was able to see what I could learn from it. So if this looks familiar to you, if you had a bad coaching experience in the past, there's no need to be alarmed and really don't be completely put off. You can spend some time resetting and sort out that relationship with coaching to get you back on track whether that's with the same person or with somebody else. One of the main reasons that people find that coaching doesn't work is because they choose the wrong type of coach. There's lots of different types of coaching. So there's executive coaching, obviously, which I do as I work with executives about what they're doing at that level of business and and how they can um, perform at their best and move forward. There's mindset coaching, which I do, which, you know, we're looking at their belief systems, the things that they think about, you know, how their, how their mind works. Life coaching might be used to address particular transition times in your life or um, looking at something that's going on in your personal life or relationships or something like that. Sometimes some of the coaching crosses over into different areas But there are different types of coaches, that's the thing. So there might be business coaches, sales coaches, sports coaching, 
The thing is that you need to consider what you want the coaching for and then why you think you need it, where you want it to take you and this will narrow things down for you. When you've figured that out, you can begin to investigate different coaches. Now, there are some coaches who simply teach and guide you through their model that worked for them. There are other coaches that look at you, your business, your struggles, your goals, and help you figure out what will work for you. That's much more about what I do. You might need to work with one coach for a period of time until you've kind of mastered that area, say, like sales or something, and then you move to a different coach. If someone recommended a coach to you, then make sure it's going to meet your needs because what they needed a coach for might be different for the reasons that you want a coach for. You know, one of the other reasons that means that coaching doesn't work is because there's no rapport between the client and the coach. Your client-coach relationship is absolutely crucial. If you don't click with that coach, it's going to affect your working relationship. If you feel that you don't get on with them, or if there's something about them that's just not sitting quite right for you, even if they were recommended by your absolutely best friend or, or, or something, even if everybody around you is saying they're the best person, but something's not quite sitting right with you, it's not going to be right. Chemistry makes all the difference. You have to respect each other and the way you operate. Some clients thrive on a gentle and nurturing approach, whereas others prefer the kind of direct, straight-talking stuff. And there's a balance of all sorts in between. You know, I'd say that I'm honest and straightforward, but it's with support and kindness thrown in. And some people do say to me that I can deliver some really, really difficult messages, but in the kindest and best possible way. And sometimes people are going to need that. And in order to ensure that there is a good rapport between you and your coach, and there's a possibility of a really great working relationship, it's always a good idea to meet or talk with your coach before you jump in. One of the other reasons that coaching doesn't work is because there'll be a lack of trust. You've got to be able to trust your coach. You're going to be talking about your feelings, your struggles. And whilst it will all be focused on the negatives, you will get the best from coaching when you're honest, when you're open and possibly even a bit vulnerable. So you need to feel safe doing that. And you need to trust that that your coach can hold you you know, that can can help you with those, that big stuff and those big feelings. If you're part of a coaching program through your organisation, make sure you know the terms. You know, by checking the confidentiality terms that might come with your line of business, ensures that you feel safe to disclose all of your thoughts, your issues, your feelings, without worrying about, is this going to go back to the boss? For me, the majority of time I work independently with executives and entrepreneurs and we do sign a working agreement which sets out confidentiality clearly and professionally. But when I go into companies and provide training, then that's a different matter. And, you know, somebody might, I might be asking people to to say to me what it is that they believe in about certain things and their boss might be in the room. And that might mean that there's, they don't trust that training environment as much as they might trust a coaching environment. 
And that's where boundaries and expectations are really important. Clear boundaries are important in the coaching relationship, indeed in any relationship. Ensuring that your coach will set out what they expect, when you can contact them, how you can do this, and ensuring that they'll do what they say they will do, builds trust, sets clear expectations. Those clear boundaries help you to feel safe so that you know what's okay and what's not okay within that coaching relationship. You also know what they will deliver. Setting expectations throughout the working relationship always helps. So I always get all the sessions planned out in the diary as far as possible so everybody that's involved knows what's happening when it's happening. There is flexibility to be able to change it, but there's a cancellation policy too. You need to get clear on your goals and what can you can expect to work on. Because it's really hard to make changes if you don't know what you want to change. Or if you don't have some sort of idea of what that outcome might look like. Now working on that might be something that you do with your coach. But that's why I spend time with my clients digging into what their goals really are. And they might not be what you first expect. And then working on these over time can really help. You know, if your coaching gets stuck in the past, coaching is about moving forward from where you are to where you want to be. It's important not to get stuck in the past or going over old situations or dwelling on what you should have done. Often that's more of a therapeutic relationship or maybe even counselling. And whilst I am therapeutically trained, I'm really clear for me about whether we're doing therapy or coaching. Coaching is about making the change, about going after you what you want, about finding ways to be happy with your life. And that only comes through having that vision and looking to the future and taking action and doing things differently from what you're doing in the present time. Now, I'm not solely future focused. I know that there are patterns and belief systems from our past that affect our present and our future. I talk a lot about mindset and self-belief and things like that. So it's not as simple as, you know, that first coaching session being where you are now and working forward. Sometimes we might need to go back and look at what it is that you've learned and where you've learned it from just to give you that understanding, but also to get you to be able to set strong foundations so that you can go forward stronger and stay successful in that process and in the progress that you make. But that will be determined on a client-to-client, situation-to-situation basis. And if there's no legacy to that coaching work, so whether you're with a coach for an hour, for a day or for three months, it's really important that you maintain the good progress that you've made. There's no point investing in coaching and then letting old habits and patterns slip back in. So it's worth spending time working with your coach to identify how to apply the changes to make long-term benefits in your life. With my experience in psychology and neuroscience, I can help ensure that that coaching investment pays off for the long haul. 
The changes I help clients make mean they are easily incorporated and have a ton, uh, without them having a ton of extra duties on their to-do list. One of the big things that I used to say to people when I went to networking was, you know, I help you get rid of that stress and doubt and overwhelm without it having more on that to-do list because somebody once said to me, oh yeah, that's fine, but my coach just says do this, do this and I just think, oh, crikey, more on the to-do list. Well, that's not what you want at all. So you have to make sure that coaching works in a way that's right for you. Do you see? So I really hope that this has helped you to identify some areas where you can avoid the pitfalls. Because the number one thing is to make sure that you choose a coach that's right for you. Take the time to speak to coaches before you work with them. You may want to use these points as a guidance so you can see how they respond. And of course, as ever, if you're interested in coaching, I'd love to speak to you to find out if we're a good fit. Though you've already got a bit of a head start on what my answers are going to be to these particular points. Do hop over to the show notes and we can book a call and get that ball rolling for you. I'm always really interested in speaking to people and of course I will say if I'm not the right person for you or if this is not the right time for you. So if you've enjoyed this episode please do share it, hit the subscribe button and leave me a review or you can join my newsletter list where you get this sent out to you on the day that it's released. And then I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now.